Each Teach Radio. Connecting with people. Welcome to the first edition of the Peak Performance Podcast with myself, Richard Pups. Today's special guest is Rania, and the topic we're going to be discussing is her brand, Mugano Warrior. And we're just going to be having a general chit chat about life and, yeah, just discussing a wide range of topics. So, um, welcome, Rania. Um, Thank you for having me. That's okay, my dear. That's okay. Um, can you tell the people a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your brand? Oh, uh, a little bit about myself. I'm an eclectic kind of creative director. I consult in branding and styling and doing various sort of stuff from helping people to find their sort of place within themselves. So it ranges. I've, I come from a legal and NHS background as well. So part of that meant that it gave me a lot of life experience and a lot of uh, skills to deal with yeah. different sort of situations, complex situations as well. And with regards to my brand, um, as I've evolved as a person and as times have changed, I've realized the the value in being multifaceted yeah, and uh, not limiting yourself uh, to one box and really trying to be an advocate for people that want to try and get out of the norm and, you know... Brilliant. <laughs> They spend 20 years in the same job and they're frustrated and, you know, and it's about trying to encourage people to live their best life. It's such, it's the living your best life has become a cliche word now. Yeah, um, definitely. But in actuality, people are, I don't think they really fully understand what living your best life is. It's not just a hashtag. It's uh, it's a mindset, and it's about really pushing yourself to achieve the things that you want to to make you happy. Yeah, and what what do you think um, has made you think the way that you think? What what experiences have you been through? If you could just name like maybe one or two that has made you think, right, this is what I want to do, and I believe that I can help people to make that shift between um, actually acting and just accepting um generally i've come from quite a complex background myself i've been you know i've been a child that was in care i've been a child that was uh experienced abuse um and then i became a female that uh also went through domestic violence and was in a very toxic relationship and then you know that led to self-doubt uh devaluing myself and accepting a lot of negative narratives yeah and yeah. Uh, allowing negative stigmas um to sort of confine me to a place and eventually i was able to break free and come to my own realization that actually you know what these so-called people the naysayers as they say uh they're not actually paying my bills they're not calling me on a regular yeah to check on me to check what they've eaten so um it was about taking power back and really understanding that you are the, the person that's in control of your happiness yeah definitely and yeah and relying on other people to to make you happy or to validate you only sets you up really for a, a large-scale disappointment yeah 100 percent. so 100%. yeah so like with me personally um you touched upon that reaching your potential and things being limitless. And for me, mm. um, I kind of thought to myself that 
there's no real difference between, say, myself and someone who um, has achieved their goal rather than just, it's, for me, I see hard work, I see dedication, I see sacrifice and discipline. So I've mm. always thought to myself, as long as I implement those things into, mm. say, wanting to lose weight or wanting to um, become a personal trainer or wanting to learn about NLP, I thought that as long as I give 100% dedication and work hard, that I would be able to achieve it. So it was a, mm. a, a gradual, I would start small and I would do something small, like I don't know, I'd want to lose an inch off my waist, say, for example. And because I achieved oh. that, it gave me more confidence into, okay, I'm going to now try and run once around the block. And once I did that, it gave me more confidence to do more things. So mm. for me, I started off really small doing simple really simple things and that gave me the confidence to then try bigger things would you say for yourself there was a spe specific um drive or a specific why that made you think to yourself right no actually I can do this or was it gradually over time you thought to yourself actually I'm learning as I'm going along and I've got all the tools I can now to actually live my best life so to speak um over, as I said, um, I come from quite a complex background and over the years, I didn't realize that I was picking up skills or life skills. Yes. Um, and you don't realize this and you just take it as it comes and you learn survival skills, you know, like down to being homeless and living in a car and having to try and like improvise around that, and, you know, not letting people see you what's going on just getting up and just getting on with it and then having after having my children and when they were like old enough to get themselves to school and stuff I decided right I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna achieve my degree and I remember walking Brilliant. around and applying for university even though a lot of people said to me, oh, I don't think it's going to happen because, you know, you've left it so late in the day and what have you got and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you know what? What is the harm? What is the worst that can happen? Exactly. And I actually went for it. And then there was, there was one, I was in a college first doing my art foundation. And he, there was a time when we had to apply for universities. So I was applying for like Central St. Martin and, you know, the top. And the, I remember the tutor saying to me, like, why are you trying to, why are you applying there? They're not going to, you know, they're not going to. And that's what well, if I don't reach for the stars. Exactly. You exactly. Know, you know, like, what's, what's worse that can happen? Like, if they always say, like, try and reach as hard as you can. And even if you fall down on the stars, you're fine. You're okay. You do not, do not ever devalue yourself. And then I went on to university and then I got accepted into Middlesex, which is quite a renowned university. But then I had the struggle of having to be a mature student amongst young people. So while they're getting ready to go to the pub and checking their list of how much booze they're going to drink, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go to Tesco's and <laughs> dinner and blah, 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 blah. And... At one point, I remember in one of my classes, uh, one of my tutors came up to me and he was a really condescending little guy. And he said to me, so what are you then? And I was like, what do you mean, what am I? Like, because what do you do? And I was like, well, I actually make clothes. I paint, I do makeup, I do really? this, I do that, I do photography. And... He said, turned around to me and said, oh, you can't do all of those things. you got to choose one thing. And I just Seriously? I actually looked at him and I actually said, really? And I'm in a class and all we're doing is ripping up pieces of paper and doing some sort of paper mache thing. And I'm like, I'm paying like 10 grand for this. So try and justify ripping up paper. And then when he said that to me, he said, oh, you can't be all of those things. You've got to choose one thing. And I said, hell no, I'm not choosing. I know what I can do. I know the value of my skill set. And I actually walked out of the class. And that's wow. how. And I refused to go back to the class. And obviously I wrote, you know, as my children would say, mom's the queen of like... <laughs> 
the mum's trap line is where's the manager (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I just refused to go back and I said that I didn't want to be taught by somebody that you know as a creative a creative should be abundant in whatever they you know they should be you know we are encouraged to try different mediums which encouraged to look at you know try different things that's that's how life is but then when you're told oh you know look at that person's example and follow what's on trend and stuff like that yeah you're really not being encouraged to find your own authenticity you know being encouraged yes. to find your truth you know you're being basically modeled and molded into what they want you to be exactly or what i find sometimes is that they've got their own limited um, um, belief systems. Yeah. And if they can't do it, sometimes they think, well, there's no way you can. It can't be done. But, you know, um, <laughs> again, I'll say that if you try your hardest, give it 100%, use the right strategy, follow the right the right path, I, I yeah. honestly believe that there's nothing that you can't achieve, you know, and, so say so. Yeah, and you don't, if you, you know, the thing is, I've always said to my children, and I say this to everyone that I speak, like, you don't know until you try. Exactly. And even if you fail, it's, there is a lesson to be learned. So don't ever be like scared of trying something, you know, that you haven't tried before. Exactly. Exactly. And if there's something that you've always wanted to achieve or is secretly inside you and that manifests into can manifest into feeling frustrated with life like you've never like you haven't been able to live your dreams or yes. you know yeah and obviously be realistic with your goals with your goals yeah. yeah and but it doesn't mean that you're limited to just that job nine to five job and 20 you know you do your you're you're there for 20 years 100% and I believe that you know if something no longer brings you joy and it's no longer benefiting you whether that be a job a relationship a friendship or just something that does not align with you anymore then you have to part company with that and part company with it not because with any bitterness but part company with it because you know that you're evolving and I think people are scared to change people don't want to change 100% and and people feel fear change and I think we had this conversation before where I said to you that one of the one of the mantras that I've started to apply is that my faith has to be greater than my fear. I love that. I love that. I love that. And that's kind of how I've tried to apply myself. I'm not perfect. And I think that's another thing that people have to also come to terms with, that no human being is perfect. And we are, you know, it is okay to mess up. It is okay to have a bad day. It is okay if you're not feeling 100%, you know, and showing yourself self-compassion. 100%. You know what? Um, it's so important. Yeah, since you told me that quote, if I'm coming to do something and I think to myself, oh, it's out of my comfort zone, I always look back on that quote and say, my faith, I believe in myself. Mm. I know I can do this. My faith is stronger than my fear. And once you think a bit like that and you start mm. to have that self-belief and know, actually, I've been through tougher times than this, I know mm. how strong I am. I know I can get over this. My faith is stronger than my fear. Then it, it, it's mm. almost like it's a, it's a switch. And you like, well, for me anyway, I found that I've just gone and thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to lose from this situation. I'm just going to learn. And I think yeah. the, the point you, you touched upon was fear is such a liar that it will have people rather not take a chance on achieving something because mm. they're scared that they're going to fail. And it's like, I'll give you a quick story about when 
before I was going to become a personal trainer, I was working in an estate agent and um, I was working there for about a year and a half, but it wasn't me. I'm not that sales guy who's like, come on, let's get the numbers in and let's rent this property and let's get that and commission this, this, mm. this, that. I'm not that guy anymore. When I was a little bit younger, maybe perhaps, but as, as I got older, I wasn't that guy anymore. And um, mm. so whilst I was there, I started to do my PT course and I started to do nutrition course. And um, I started to become um, a Cambridge weight consultant. So I started to do the groundwork behind that. And mm. um, eventually I passed all my courses and stuff like that because I was working Monday to Friday in estate agents and I was doing my courses over the weekend. So I mm. passed and it came to the day when I thought to myself, okay, I've got a few clients now and there's no time like now to actually hand in my notice and take the leap and go and um, become a personal trainer, nutritionist and a weight consultant. So mm. I remember the day very well. It was December um, 2014. It was like, we're just about to break up for Christmas. And I handed in my notice. And the manager at the time was like, oh, you, you sure you want to do this? Like, oh, it's tough out there and stuff. And a part of me was like, wow, should I just stay? Should I just ride it mm. out until, you know, January, February, maybe and start in March? And then I thought, no. I'm going to take the leap. I just had about enough clients to pay for my mortgage and that was it. Mm -hmm. But I realized then, and it's kind of similar to that quote that you just said, I had so much belief in myself that I've seen other people do it. I've seen other people make a living of what mm -hmm. I want to do. So why can't I do it? No, Richard, you can do it. Have faith in yourself. And the fear mm -hmm. of me leaving into the unknown was just, it just mm -hmm. became small and weak because my faith grew and I believed in myself more. So mm. um, I, I just like, I just had to go back and tell you that story because that, that quote is just, but, it's, it's but so there, relevant. This, 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 this is the thing. We, it's not just the fear that uh, we have. It's also the fear of, we let other people's fear also resonate with us. So when other people are scared, to do their thing or they're feeling like oh you know like I'm too scared to do that so they they kind of transfer that fear onto you as well so when they see you actually taking that leap of faith in yourself they try to make you like what are you doing like, are you yes sure this yes is question and that to me is is really it's really not helpful and rather than be supportive and be and say you know what do what you need to do we've got your back and you know like wish you the best and yeah you know like really like well done that you're taking this you know we're really proud of you that you're doing this sometimes the negative conversations and there's that negativity that they bring you just have to think to yourself really like hold on a second just because you don't have the balls <laughs> and, and you know and, and that's the thing it's like people stay in jobs and they're not satisfied and they get into this really horrible routine and that's why they said that even like I was reading uh, I, I was not reading I was listening to a TED talk the other day and they were talking about depression and they were talking about people feeling unhappy and anxiety and stuff like that. And what they said, what the guys were saying was that, you know, we're, 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 we have depression, we're quick to run to the doctors and get, you know, this quick solution is get some here, get some antidepressants, here's some chemical imbalance in your head, so here's the antidepressants. Yeah. But what he did as well is he spent a lot of time doing some research and he went, uh, I believe, to a small town in South America and there was this doctor that tried to advocate antidepressants and the village said to him, like, what do you, what do you mean antidepressants? We already have a, an antidepressant. And what they said was this... The story that the guy said was there was this rice picker that unfortunately he had a problem with his leg and he lost his leg. So going back into the paddy fields was impossible for him. So he became really, really depressed and he wouldn't come out of his house. So what the community did was gather together and buy him a cow. So the cow became his antidepressant. Wow. Then, you know sit down and milk the cow, use, you know, make butter, make yogurt, make whatever. 
And that became his antidepressant. So that was a concerted effort between the community around and not just a, a quick fix, not just saying to this person, oh, here's some antidepressants, you know, get over it. Yeah, yeah. And this is, again, why we, especially in the Western world, I think, do allow ourselves to have these anxieties and depressions because we just feel like, you know, this is, this is it. This is our, this is our job. This is our lot in life. And, you know, we, there's a saying that, you know, we work to live and live to work. And then there's another saying that, you know, by suffering for someone is how we show them how much we love them. And that, those are really negative. Yeah, definitely. Things. And people don't realize how negative and how really bad those messages are. Because what we are saying is that we're going to put ourselves in a toxic situation or a situation that's never going to be beneficial it's yeah. never going to have a good outcome just because this is what you know the majority of people say and this is what life is and i think people need to and i, I say people need to but again it's 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 what a person really wants out of life yes and how bad they want it and you know we go through so many different things like grief we go through loss we go through you know um breakups in relationships you know betrayals and stuff like that but rather than sit and you know make that your sort of place where you stay yeah. and you like, get better and you start well I can't do this because of da-da-da-da. no you just use these things as a learning curve you just think you know what life is it's like a computer right right now we're going through COVID and it's a glitch it's a momentary glitch and it's like the earth said you know, like the universe said, control or delete. We need to reset. And we're taking a pause now um, that globally that is giving us time to reflect. 100 And really reevaluate. And that means we can also now take an opportunity to really look at how we are living our lives. Uh, are we actually doing the things that make us happy are we because don't forget being happy within ourselves has a has a domino effect on our children on our family exactly on our peers on the people around us yeah Yeah. and when we um you know when we exhume happy energy and we are i mean i'm not saying every day is going to be a large guy and we're always going to be happy but Again, it's one of those things where people are scared to feel emotions and they're, yeah, they're scared yeah. to feel fear. They're scared to feel love. They're scared to feel... And it's all this, again, goes down to fear. Fear of this, fear of that, fear of failure, fear of... But, you know, like, these are all things that we're conditioned, preconditioned, and there's no harm in reconditioning the mind. And trying to at least, you know, give yourself the chance to explore your options, you know. And like you say, your date, you remember the date that you made your change, your decision, you changed and you know it very well. Funny enough, my decision came on my birthday this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was sitting in the middle of the Sahara Desert. And it was one of those to-do things that I had on my bucket list. And I was sitting in the middle of the Sahara Desert and I was watching the sunset. And I was thinking, wow, it's so peaceful and quiet. And just talking to the people there within that sort of village and stuff. And just seeing how happy they were with just the simplest things. Yeah, yeah. And then talking to me about, 
they're them having traveled to Marrakesh because you know you're like why why didn't you go to Marrakesh Marrakesh is vibrant and you know if you probably get more money job opportunities and they're like hell no these are Moroccans like telling me no Marrakesh is crazy don't want to deal with the crazy people (laughs) it's kind of busy it's kind of busy (laughs) and they just they actually want to be where they are, which is the Sahara Desert, and it's quiet. And even the guy said to me, he said, oh, and I've got fresh, clean air. What do I I'm happy. And just by, just by even just talking to people like that, you start to then look at life. Yeah, you? start to question. What, yeah, what, and what, yeah. You, what you're trying to, like, you know, you're, you're prioritizing, and you know, like, this, like, I need to drive a big car. I need to have 100%. I need to have this big house. I need to have the fat, you know, these amazing clothes, and I need to do that. But really, if anything, like, look, we're in COVID right now. We, where are we wearing these? Exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like right now we're trying to protect ourselves and keep ourselves alive. Yeah. Um, you know, the priorities are to keep a roof above your head, you know, look after the family, spend time with the family. Um, but, you know, without digressing, um, yeah, my moment was in the Sahara Desert. I'd spent like 11 and a half years working for the NHS and having to deal with a lot of red tape and bureaucracy and you know, left-handed, no right, right hand was doing. And I kind of came to a point where I was like, you know what? I just want peace of mind. Yep. I just want to get up and I just want to have, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any high maintenance needs. I don't have any, like, big requirements. I have a roof above my head. Um, the only thing that I really wanted to be able to do more was have, a bit more financial freedom and time freedom yeah. to be able to travel and explore the world. And, you know, and I made that decision as I came back and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm quitting my job. And I just walked Wow. Out. I didn't know that, actually. I, walked, I didn't huh? know that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm that kind of person that when... There comes a point where I will take so much. And the minute that I just say, you know what, this is it. Enough is enough. I don't even, like, bother handing in my notice. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> and that's it. You you don't see me again. It's not because I'm, you know, I'm anything special. It just means that I don't have time to waste. And you know, working my month's notice, and I'm not happy, and you're not happy with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. I I can do without that, and I can do without that stress. So, I, yeah. So that's why for me, I've taken a step back, and I'm really pushing. Uh, not even pushing, but I'm really advocating uh, for even my own children not to limit themselves and you know to actually explore all the different options that are out there and say you know what you can have your fingers in many pies you can try this you know these old-fashioned these old-fashioned sayings of you know like jack of all trades master of none those are all like those are really negative Uh, i totally agree i totally agree turn it around on the head you know and now I'm blessed because I work I'm able to actually pick the kind of people I work with the kind of energy and you want to have around you yeah yeah and my and the clients that I work with they also kind of have been through the same sort of process yes yes so you know, we bounce off of each other and I can bring to them, you know, years of experience. Yeah, yeah. Working within certain things. But also, you know, we're all in the same sort of, we're all on the same page. We all want to just 
change the status quo. We were all yeah. going to break that. Yeah. Well. You know, and I think that one... Um, sorry, sorry, go on. No, it's just breaking the status quo and breaking that negative, you know, uh, mind, that, that, that thing, that conditioning. That yeah. In order to... We have to suffer. Yeah. To, and you know... This is, this, is, this is our path. This is what it is. Exactly. And, and the thing is, for me, it's like, not only if we break it, are we winning, but someone's watching you and you're inspiring someone. So you're then going to give someone else the confidence, whether it be your children, whether it be a family friend, whether it be a peer, to think, actually, if she can do it, if she made steps towards doing this, maybe I can do it. So it's almost like you're, you're opening the gates you know, and you're saying to people, well, look, you know what, this is my journey, but if you want to follow through, come in. So I think mm. it's, it's great that not only are you winning, but you're kind of showing other people, like, look, follow me, man, like, you know, you, you too can achieve what, what you can. And I think that's why I think me and you get on so well is because yeah. of our past experience that led, up, led us up to this point where we, we can check the signs if someone says, oh, are you really going to try that? Oh, you shouldn't do it. We know that it's it's not about us. It's about them. Yeah, we, and and I, I'm, I've never given up a creative idea that I believed in because someone else yeah. doubted me. I, I'm proud to say I haven't. I've seen some clients who have come to me um, wanting to lose weight. And sometimes their husband will be in their ear saying, oh, look, you're fine. You don't need to lose weight. You're fine. Just don't oh, no, cost too much money for per personal training. Oh, and it's nothing to do with the actual wife. It's the husband thinking, oh, my God, she's going to lose weight. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna, it's going to make me more insecure. Or, or if she achieves her goal, that means I'm, I might have to, you know, try and lose weight as well. So it's just it's just deep. See. Yeah, it's, it's deep seated and it's deep yeah. things. It's like you know, if you go back into history, you know, and you look at the mindset, um, you know, because I, as I said to you before, I'm doing my masters in history of art, and one of the things that I've learned <clears throat> is that um, there's this narrative that's been over over the generations it's been remixed and regurgitated but it's a still it's still that same conversation where hey you gotta suffer if you want to get it if you want to get into heaven you're gonna have to suffer if you want to have a good life you're gonna have to suffer if you want to do that and that is so not the case that's what that is a conditioning of you know, ways of people maintaining and controlling and making sure people don't come out of their boxes. Because if they start coming out of their boxes, it's people are going to start, act, you know, not in a negative way, but people are actually going to be becoming more fully developed. Exactly. And their full exactly. exactly. So it's like we live in a world right now where we're, we're told this is our lot in life. Don't, don't don't think you know and some people buy into it and you know what or or for you if that's what if yes, you're happy with exactly it, exactly i always say and, that and you know that is that's it's your life and it's your choice but when the other person next to you is actually trying to like climb out of the well don't be the person trying to pull them down yeah yeah let them do it. Let them climb up. It doesn't matter. You, it ain't your fingers and your toes that's gonna bleed while they're climbing to get out of the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. All you're doing is just like trying to keep them in that dark pit where you are, because as they say, misery loves company. Yes, but it's it's funny as well because what I always try to ask these people is, what would you try to do if you knew you couldn't fail and are you doing what you truly want to do? When you was a kid and your mum or dad asked you, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? It, is, are you doing what you truly want to do? And what would you do if you thought you absolutely couldn't fail? And a lot of the time, the same people who are saying to you, oh, don't go, it's stay here, it's safe or whatever, they wouldn't necessarily do the same thing that they're currently doing if they knew they couldn't fail. You know, so it's, um, it, it's kind of like they're contradicting themselves. It's like you'll find as well, a lot of people will follow that path that the parents put in front of them, which is like, you know, especially coming from a Black Asian background, 
you know, you're either going to be a doctor, engineer, or a lawyer, you have to do, get, and then you get married, and then you're going to make kids, and this is that. So everything is laid out and planned, and, you know, you can't get married out your sex. You have to marry the same class and creed, and does that. And it's all, when it's, when you, when all said and done, a lot of these people are doing things not because it's truly what they want. They're doing it because out of obligation, out of this is what I've been told I gotta do. And they'll go off and do university yeah, and half the time they're doing something that they're not even close <laughs> even, even excited about. You know, it even goes down to people who are you know even down to sexual orientation. And I have no judgment, but it's sad that there are people who have to live in the closet just because they're so petrified of being rejected or, you know, yeah. by family members because, you know, oh, what are the neighbors going to say? What is that? And I'm like, I've I've come to a point now where when someone opens their mouth and I have been very very abundant and you know you can label me all the names under the sun I don't care anymore not that I don't care in the negative sense but you know what I'm the person that has to put food on my kids' plates. Exactly. I'm the person that has to put the roof above my head. I'm the one that's hustling from one day to the next. Where were you when, you know, I had issues or I had I had to sleep in my car because I was homeless? Instead of looking at helping me, you were looking down on me. Yeah. And I was your, you know, I was your topic of conversation because you had nothing else going on in your life. So I just stopped and I was just like, you know what? I really don't care what you have to say about me because you know what? I'm not causing anybody any harm. I'm not out here, you know, maliciously trying to hurt anybody or do anything wicked, you know? And a lot of people that I speak to, a lot of people that reach out to me, and stuff like that, and it's, and I mean, I don't know if mean to sound like narcissistic, but majority of the time, sometimes I might not hear from someone for ages, and suddenly, sometimes they, I'll hear from them, and it's because they're in a situation where they don't feel like they have anybody wow. that they can talk to that won't judge them, yeah. that won't come at them, and. You know, and it's almost like an offloading session. <laughs> um, and I, and you know what? It's fine. I don't mind. You know, offload all you need because I don't have the time to gossip about you. Uh, you know, what you say can what you say to me stays with me. Um, but also, you know, if you present me with some discomfort that you have or a problem that you have you know understand this that my natural reaction is going to be like hey how do I support you what can I make what can I do uh, to make this thing that you're going through how do I make this easier for you Yeah, you know yeah. even if it's like even if it's just the ear to listen to um, and I always and I've said to people, you know, even if it's like a call that you, you know, you need to make to me and don't worry, I'm here to listen. I'll make you laugh. I probably have some really stupid stuff to tell you. <laughs> and, you know, but at least I want to make you feel liberated and I want to make you feel that you have somebody outside of whatever circle you're in that has no, has no judgments, has no agenda and I think that's what people need to be more mindful of definitely definitely it's like for me everyone's got an opinion and um the reason why I personally 
like you say, don't really care is because at the end of the day, their opinion isn't my reality. And I think if you really know yourself, then you don't get so upset by someone else's opinion because they're just an opinion and they don't really know you. They don't know the groundwork you've put in. They don't know what your what tools that you've you've gathered in the past to help you get through your present and your future. So when people just say their opinions, I just kind of chuckle sometimes because it's I know for a fact it's not my reality, you know. Mm. So yeah, it's 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 not as well. Like people don't like you know even down to like I know this is and this is not a criticism, but people will go on Facebook, for example. And they will air out all their dirty laundry, mm. and then they will get upset that people, you know, are like, "Why? What? What? what why are you?" Doing I've this? never really understood that one, to be honest with you. I could talk about that nonstop for six months because um, it's yeah. something that grates my skin a little bit. And but I um, to, I don't understand. There was one particular person, and she approached me, and she was like, "You know, she was like, this is outside of the whole thing," and I said, "So I said, you know what?" Without, with all due respect, I know you want to vent and whatever, but you going on Facebook and doing that, all you're doing is giving whoever's pissed you off right now airtime. Yeah, energy. And you've shown them, yeah, that you're entertaining them. You're showing that you, they have managed to affect your mood. Now, if you come out on your Facebook status and say, I don't give a shit about anybody else. You know, you da, 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 da. The truth is, <laughs> you do give a shit. <laughs> you, you, you give so many shits that you've actually wasted five minutes of your time writing out that status. Yeah. Rather than say, you know what? F you. This is you. This is what you want to do. This is how you want to live your life. You know what? I ain't got time for that. If you want to come at me, and you want to talk to me have a you know something that we disagree on have a conversation yeah have that private conversation outside of you know the the social thing but each each one has their own way yeah that's what i was gonna say i think i don't it's not a judgment yes yes as a friend I would be doing a disservice if I didn't actually try and say, "Oi, one hundred percent, one hundred percent." Just, just pull yourself back a little bit. I mean, I can give you the advice. You don't have to take it. You can tell me to shut up, and I'd be fine with yeah. that. But as your friend, it's also part of that duty to tell you that you're, yeah. you're, you're not, you know, but. Again, you know, it, people appreciate it. Some people don't. Some yeah. people will bite you back and whatnot. And you just got to live in that exactly. But I, I think sometimes that people want, um, what's the word, like gratification of other people on that platform, agreeing with them to make them feel mm-hmm. good. So it's a form of therapy, I suppose. If they vent out on that platform, they get maybe 10 or 15 people saying, oh, you're so right, oh, he's such an idiot, or oh, she's such an idiot, and agreeing with you mm. to give you that validation that you need to make yourself feel good. So I totally get why people do it. And sometimes I think to my, I, 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 don't, I don't personally do it, and I don't personally think it's the correct way of dealing with a situation. But if that's mm-hmm. what the individual needs to do to make themselves feel better, mm. and it's not affecting me, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally, no. totally. But you know, like it's like sometimes I see people; they're always like complaining about the same yeah. things. But I'm like, well, yesterday you were complaining about people being in your business, but now you're putting your business yes. out there. Yes. So, kind of like make up your mind which what what it is you want. Like you either you want people in your business. That's fine, but if you don't want people in your business, then put on put your business out there. Exactly, because you're opening that door, and then you're telling people. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. But yeah, going back to you know to what my brand stands for and the types of energies that I try to collaborate with is really just about. 
promoting uh, a better mindset. Uh, you know, being more kinder to people, not just f- from the egoist- egotistical point of view. Because a lot of people I notice do charity and suddenly, you know, they've got someone photographing their charity work. And I'm like, that's I know charity. what you mean. That's, I know exactly what you mean. That's, that's because charity is something that you do privately. 100%. 100. And that's, and that stopped me um, from working with, um, doing my podcast with a few people because I know that that's the, the, the role that they kind of, take so i totally get what you're saying about yeah. yeah giving to a homeless person and taking a picture of it and posting it on social media that sort of stuff is i just yeah I insincere don't have, i don't really have yeah i don't have the time with those sort of people i just you know again not for me to judge i just nod my head and i'm like yo you know that's it's not it's not my it's not my thing but me personally I wouldn't be comfortable doing it and I wouldn't do it. But doesn't mean that I don't advocate or doesn't mean that I don't try to encourage people to do charity or to be kind or to be mindful or to be compassionate because, you know, again, coming from an Asian background, I grew up with, like, a multitude of religions. So I wasn't just confined to one particular religion and I'm very blessed and grateful yeah. for that. But the one common denominator is that, you know, if you believe in God, God sees everything. God knows everything. God knows your intentions. So for me it's a case of, you know what, if you're gonna drink and smoke and blah 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 and then you're gonna turn around and tell the whole world, you know, behind closed doors you're drinking, smoking, sorry, and then go out there and you try to advocate yourself as a Muslim human being that's so righteous, then that's BS. <laughs> but also, you know, the Quran and the and what God says, whether it's in the Quran, the Torah, or the Bible, what God says is that, you know, he wants us to show compassion the same way we will ask him for forgiveness and ask him to you know, uh, show us mercy when we F up and when we make mistakes and guide us and stuff like that. We too, as human beings, should be able to do the same with each other. So if you see, if if you see your friend suffering, you know, don't just, sorry, don't just have that mentality where actually ain't got shit to do with me. Taking me out of my time. Because you know what? Or goes one hundred percent. You don't have to do that, expecting something to come back to you directly. Yeah. It's about doing it because it's the right thing to yeah. do. Yeah. So, like I said, like with my brand, unfortunately, COVID came in uh, just as I was setting off or trying to set up, and you know, one of the things that my brand will is going to advocate is to try and work with people that come from various fractured backgrounds that don't haven't been given a platform to or haven't been given opportunities to you know and there's some very talented definitely people out there. definitely very, very talented people and they just get overseen because whatever and I always kind of like to root for the underdog and and I think that's because my own personal life experiences I didn't have anyone pushing me forward I had to be my own cheerleader I had to be my own person that gave a kick my kick my own self up the arse you know I had to do my own counseling yeah. <laughs> you know and it's fine I you know I have my good days I have my bad days but really um but yeah, and you know, with this, with this podcast, one of the things I'd I'd hope is that, you know, um, that people are able to reach out to me if that they if they feel that they have something that they need help with, um, 
I work with a lot of other talented individuals and I right now I know finances are not easy. So there is a what an old very old fashioned way, it is like a bar yes. system. Yes. Which can be applied. So it doesn't really so there isn't a a no a, a red light basically in any situation. Um it's just reaching out to one another, put your pride aside. Yeah. You know, uh, you need help and it's something I can help you with and fine, I will help you with. If I don't, I will try and find someone that can yes. help you with it and I will do my best. And yeah, I just believe that, you know, we, we the whole point of being able to help each other has such a will have such a beautiful yeah. like, it's, it's beautiful because there's an old saying that you remember how people make you feel and yeah. I've, I've, I've been blessed to have um, some really good people in my life and who kind of helped steer and guide me in the right direction um, and I've also you know I've recently just bought a car for my daughter and I bought it off this gentleman and he was like so nice he would say, I'll clean it for you. Or it's, 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 it's for your daughter or I like it and stuff. And I, it sounds funny, but I, I won't forget that guy because he made me feel, he made You're me, right. he went out of his way. Yeah. He, he gave me the, the, the car a little bit cheaper and he, he cleaned it out and he was asking, oh, yes, your daughter, oh, yes, she's going to love it. And oh, you know, I'll make sure I change your oil and I do this. And he just made it look so nice for me. And he put the effort in and he texted me even after um, I um, gave the car to her and stuff and saying, how did she find it and stuff. And, it just made me feel so someone actually cares. Like he didn't have to do that. And there's yeah. other situations that I've been through this year. And like you having the time to kind of listen to me moan at sometimes and be like, oh, look, no, this has happened. And you're like, no, go on, Karen talking. And I'm like, but well, I've been talking to you for like 50 mm-hmm. minutes. And you're like, no, go on, go on, go on. And that made me feel like, wow, <laughs> not everybody does that. People always kind of either talk and wait for you to finish so they can say something real quickly or it's almost like it's not free and you kind of know it. But with, with you speaking to yourself um, a couple of weeks back and stuff, I felt I to myself, wow, this is it's, it's organic, it's genuine and it's kind. And you don't necessarily get that a lot these days, you know. So um, I thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, like I said, I, I'm just trying to do what God asks of me and there's nothing biblical there's nothing kind of like you know woe is me I'm not a saint by any means I have you know I have my demons but it doesn't take it it takes very little to be a friend and to actually give somebody that you know um the time sometimes sometimes people just need somebody just as a sounding board you know just to vent without any expectations without feeling like oh I can't say this because of that and it's I I've had that happen to me in the sense where I've had that opportunity I don't know how it made me feel and I want other people to feel yeah. that way too. So it's it's you know it's 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 a, it's like passing the torch really. It's like if each one teach one, and you know, like the old saying, the African saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, you know what? It takes a community to really change the whole dynamics right now of being selfish, so self-absorbed. Yeah. And the problems that we have right now, why do we have the problems we have right now as a society is because we've become so self-absorbed and, you know, their problem yeah. is not my problem. I don't have time for this. And da, 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 da. So, yeah, I think, I think the takeaway for me and from this whole podcast, and I hope the takeaway for everybody else listening in, is that you know give without any expectations yeah 
um, you know, and it doesn't take it doesn't take much out of you to listen to somebody who's in need to do something, do an act of kindness. It, we all need it. There will come a point in your life, whether it be your children or your grandchildren, and say your child was in the middle of the road and their car had broken down. You would hope that there's somebody who was good enough to stop their car and help yeah. the child out. So try and put yourself in that situation and try as much as you, you know, I've had situations where I've given someone food and I've been cussed out. Why did you buy me the food? Why did you just give me the money? And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I ain't giving you no money to go and buy your heroin or whatever it is. I'll give you the food, but if you want to cuss me out, yo, that's fine. It's cool. I'll take the yeah. blessing. But I'm giving you the money to buy heroin or whatever it is you're doing. You're going to do to harm yourself. End off, and I'll just walk away. You won't get a retaliation. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that it's what you water grows, if that makes sense. So whatever you feed will grow. So if you're, if, if, if you Mm -hmm. try to be good and, and you, you try to give out positive energy, you end up getting it back, you know? So, um, I'm not saying that that's the, the sole purpose why you should do it, but I just believe that like yeah. it feels good to give, and when you see the impact of a small gesture that can make someone's day, it it, it makes you feel good mm. too, you know. So um, yeah, just keep giving, keep spreading love, and keep being positive is my my mantra, and it seems to have worked for me so far, you know. Okay, well, you know what, keep doing it, and you know, um, I think these podcasts or this, you know, you you going on to doing these podcasts is a great thing, um, and I I really hope that it you benefit from it as well because the conversations you have with people along the way, and hopefully, it'll also you'll achieve the thing that you want to achieve, which is the message of, you know, being able to spread your wings and stop allowing people to, you know, yeah. give you a life. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. You know, like really go conquer your dreams and don't let, you know, again, I, I end with your faith has to be greater than your fear. 100% in everything you do. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, um, our brand is, the website's up and running, but unfortunately, obviously, it's, it's in, it's in a, in limbo stage as much of us are at the moment due to current situation. But we're always still collaborating and we're trying to help um, as many people as we can in the process um, to get things done. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, we do, there's a lot of things we do, like photoshopping and putting leaflets together really? and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, reach out even if you don't have money Right now, we're always, we'll find a way of helping you. And then maybe some point you can send us a bottle of wine. We always say <laughs> <take that on>. wine. <laughs> <laughs> Never say no to a bottle 100%, of good wine. 100%. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. So any, any last words? Any, anything you want to leave, leave us with? No, as I said, my, as I said, you know, make sure that every day you get up, you say to yourself, my faith is greater than my And go attack it. And, and, and take your steps with love, move with love. And whatever you do, do it, do it from a good place. Brilliant. I love that. I love that. Um, So, yeah, but thank you for having me as your first. That's okay. Thank you for making it so easy. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll be um I'll be looking forward to the hearing and definitely I've got some post. some good hosts lined up as you well know. Um <laughs> I just gonna take this moment to um to, <laughs> I say nothing. I'm gonna take this moment to thank Colin Williams 
for letting me use each teach radio platform to um to, to share my podcast Colin's an old friend from the 90s um so yeah I messaged him a little while ago we had a good um conversation on the phone and I'm happy to be launching my podcast every week on each teach radio but after um this I'll be posting all the um links on social media so you can see exactly where to log on and hear this and also I'll be posting Rania's details as well so you can get in contact with her and you know start to um spread some love and and um yeah that's about it really so Rania thank you very very much for being my first podcast each teach radio connecting with people